Welcome to Keystone Education Radio, the podcast for all things focused on education in Pennsylvania. Now here's your host, Nathan Maines. Children lose educationally if they aren't getting the correct nutrition. Said plainly, it's just hard to pay attention in class when you're hungry. In Pennsylvania, it's estimated that at least half of all school-age children qualify for a free lunch during the school year. But what happens when summer comes? A recent report shows that the vast majority of kids who qualify for free school lunches are not getting similar meals over the summer, and Pennsylvania ranks towards the bottom in terms of feeding eligible students. In the Harrisburg area, one school district, Middletown area, provides a free lunch program that serves meals at various locations Monday through Friday all summer long. From the field, we have Steve Robinson talking with Tony Kohlmeyer, School Nutrition Program Coordinator for the Middletown Area School District, to tell us more about this program and how it's making a huge impact throughout their community. Tony, thank you for coming and taking some time out of your schedule to talk with us. If these kids aren't in the summer school in the district, um, why go to the effort and expense to feed everyone free of charge? It's all about feeding a community. Um, Our community has a higher need Um, needing kids which are considered free and reduced lunch and we just want to make sure everyone in the district and even outside the district if they want to come here they can um, it's a good nourishing meal um, because of course nutrition is one of the key aspects of life. Right. Well how did the program get started? Uh, I wasn't actually here when it did get started but it got started in 2011 um, by the person who used to run the program Uh, and that's based on our need again they saw that our our needs met what the state required for our needs and they said well if we're meeting that that means that we need to do something to get these children fed in the the summertime Um, so that's why they went ahead and did it great what what resources if someone else is thinking of doing something like this what resources are needed to start well um, you can always contact the state um, or the USDA the USDA has a great website Uh, you go to their website you click on summer feeding programs Um, there's actually a couple of them Um, but this one is where you don't actually have to be a school district, the one that we do, um, summer feeding program. So they could go there, look everything else online. It's always best to get input from the school because the school has all the resources for you. But even if you are not a school, you could still run one if you felt that it would benefit your community. Um, are students required to qualify or fill out forms to participate in the, the free meal program? No, we're considered an open site. So that means anyone, as long as they meet the requirements of 18 and under, can come in here um, and enjoy one of these great meals that we serve. And what are those requirements again? So the requirements is, as a district have to meet a, um, a needy percentage of, um, in the whole community of 50% or more, be a needy again, which is considered um, free and reduced kids. Okay. As uh, difficult as it is to secure funding for mandated education expenses, how do you manage to fund and operate a free community service like this? So um, we use a food service management company, um, and that's throughout the school year, and even now we still use them. Um, And they are really good at getting us the lowest prices that we can for a lot of the foods. Um, So they help big time with that because, of course, they vend out and they use their vendors to get us through that. And then there's also USDA commodities um, that are given to us by the USDA. Um, that we could use that and then of course we get reimbursed per meal um, per first meal that is uh, at a certain rate per child who eats and we get reimbursement from that so that's what helps us try to uh, fund uh, the program okay great and what's been the response from the community since it is open to the entire community Uh, you know most people they love it 
absolutely. Um, lot, when I talk to parents here that are doing a program, real grateful. Um, they're really surprised about the quality of the food. They think sometimes I think there's the perception that they walk in here they're gonna get a bag lunch and sent on. Right. But we actually offer good hot meals um, every day, and they they're just blown away a lot of them by when they actually see what their children are gonna get for this program compared to again like they thought maybe cold sandwich sent on their way but it's actually cooked meals always hot meals served the day um, along with a lot of good fruits and veggies for them. My name is Shelly Southerly. Okay and Shelly how long have you been using the program here this at Middletown? This is actually probably the second or third summer that we've been coming to these free lunches. Great. And, and as a parent, what does it mean to you to have these lunches over the summertime? It's very nice. It's very convenient to be able to come close to home and to know that the kids are getting a nutritious lunch and it's free and that's an extra bonus. So it's great. Right. Do, do you come here every day? Not every day. Um, my daughter goes to school here for summer school. So we okay. come at least two or three times a week. Yeah. Great. And what would you tell other parents who maybe don't aren't aware of the program? Yeah, if other people don't know, I would say this is a great program. They provide a free lunch every day. It's a different meal every day. And it's the kids love the food. It's free and it's convenient. There's three different locations here in Middletown. Great. And you always come to this location? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Really, say it's free is, is the big selling yeah. point, right? Yes, yes, it's free and that's great. <laughs> right. Helps you with your summer budget. Um, now the economy was was really bad back in 2008, and there for several years afterwards, as a result of the recession, things are a little better now. But have you have you noticed uh, any less need for a program like this? Uh, actually, no. Our numbers have been pretty consistent. Um, we actually see a little bit higher percentage of um, free and reduced just, and that has to do with the, the software that we're able to use now, and it actually pulls free and reduced kids for us so we could catch them earlier. So our numbers have not slipped at all. Um, and then our program is actually numbers, and the program is picking up a lot, especially this year with the new high school. It's really going well and just great. So you said that was some kind of software or some kind of program that, that, that finds students? So um, any student that's in our district okay. who, um, let's say if they went out and they qualified for other services such as um, SNAP, um, the program finds those for us. Our program pulls them in automatically so that the parents don't have to hand in an application if they automatically match like that. Okay. So it helps us a lot and helps us see how, how our percentages actually are because a lot of times that goes unreported before when it was just paper. Now this is the software that we can use that pulls a lot more students in to show us our true percentage of needy children. Okay, so when, once you know who the students are that, that are, are in need of a program like right. this, how do you get them involved? Do you reach out to them specifically? Um, everyone's notified, of course. Okay. They're noti so this is for the school year, they're notified. Um, again, the summer one is, all, is free for everyone, but that's because it's based on the free and reduced lunches. So the more that we see that coming as that, um, the better off we are with the program because then it could show us because of course we have to give our percentages to the state to, to let them say, okay, you are in need of this program for you to be funded. Okay, great. And how many meals do you serve uh, on a daily basis, weekly basis? So Tuesdays and Thursdays are a big day um, because we do uh, other services at the high school. So today's Tuesday, so we're gonna get about 200 kids just at this site alone. Um, and then the other sites will have maybe 30 each, 35. So you know, today, a day like today is going to be about 250 children. Um, on the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, probably about 150 children will hit on all three of our sites. Great. So th this program started, you said, back in 2011. Correct. Has it been modified in any way over those years as you've learned things? We, 
the program itself, you know, with the 2012 changes to the USDA guidelines, we had to, of course, go to those regulations even during the summer feeding program. So the foods have changed, of course, you have to have your whole grain component, your fruit and vegetable component, um, just things like that have changed there. So we had to go out and get those types of foods compared to what they may have been serving beforehand. Uh, we also did, we used to run the program out of the Fink Elementary School, um, but in order to save costs, even like that, um, they moved it outside into a, uh, a concession stand, which has a full kitchen in there, really nice, and the kids are actually able to play outside and everything there, so that's changed. And then last year, um, this was in the middle school, because they were doing everything in here, and now we moved it back inside the high school, and the high school has seen a big increase in students, um, and that could just because of the activities that actually does go in, in the high school during the, um, the summertime. I, we talked a little bit earlier about how nutrition makes a, a big difference in the education process. Now this program is in the summer, but do you have any evidence, anything that shows that this program actually helps the, the learning once the school year begins in the so fall? There's, there's multiple studies out there that shows that any time in a student's life or human being's life in general, any time there's a food insecurity issue, that they're gonna, they can potentially suffer um, you know, cognitively and also physically um, compared to their peers who don't suffer that food insecurity. So if they have three months in the summer where they're no longer getting that nourishment from the school, um, that, that school meal, you know, breakfast and lunch may have been the only actual nourishing meal they have compared to sometimes at home they may just get an entree, you know, just a piece of meat or um, just spaghetti for dinner, no real nourishing fruits, veggies, whole grains, and at the school, um, we offer that, and then at the summer program, of course, all of those components are offered. So at least we know that if those kids who are going home aren't getting their full nourishment, they could get it and um, maybe not suffer those setbacks. Um, with foods insecurity, also comes stress with children. So if they're stressed out about it, that also does, you know, plays multiple part in everyday aspect of your life. I'm Tina Muja. I'm with the Nutrition Group. We do the food service for Middletown, and we are a national company. And I'm the district chef, and I love my job. <laughs> and you, you were saying that, that this is your favorite time of year uh, because of. I think there's a need. I think there's a huge need. Um, I think that if a child is only going to get one meal a day, I know that when they walk out of here, it's going to be a balanced, healthy meal that that should sustain them throughout the day. Um, and and it's a pretty exciting program. We see a lot of families come, and of course, up here at the high school, we're quite busy. We do rotate our menu um, on a weekly basis, and we always have whole fruits and vegetables, um, in addition to some canned, but actually we do more wholes, especially in the summer months. You know, we live in Pennsylvania, and things are wonderfully fresh and good, and priced well. You know, what I like best about it, too, is there, there are no questions asked. There are no, you know, there, there are no issues with this, and um, that's the best thing about it. You know, it's the, it's it just flows. You know, and they want to be here too. We try to make it fun. These ladies are funny, so you know. And we see a lot of these children throughout the school year in our cafeterias. Yeah, so you know um, them, right? So we do know them. They know that they can count on us, and it's safe and clean and healthy. Now this is, program seems to be going very well, but I'm sure you have some thoughts and plans for the future. Do you have any plans of expansion or other ideas? We we always want to reach more of the community than we can right now. Um, we would love to, you know, just set up another site somewhere hitting the children that potentially can't make it down here because they don't have transportation um, or, you know, they don't have an adult that can walk 
little children you know, a mile away to reach us. So our goal is definitely to try to uh, eventually get those spots, um, but sometimes it's hard to get other um, local, local centers to help us with that. So we just have to find thing, um, those type of people to help us. Okay. If a district or community uh, was interested in starting a similar program, what would be your advice to them? Go for it. Um, number one thing is definitely to try it. Um, reach out to your school. If you're not a school entity yourself, reach out to the school because they have all the information that you would need. And if the school is already doing it and you want to do it, you could add on to their program, which would really help just the regular community um, program itself get on its feet to be able to actually run the program in accordance to the guidelines that need to be met. Um, but yeah, just, just go ahead and, and try it because definitely need to feed these kids. Um, I know one of the studies I was looking at says under 43% of the schools um, participate in the summer feeding program, which means more than half of these kids that need it aren't even close to a, a school district that actually does the program. Thank you again, Tony. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Steve and Tony. This summer food program is just one more example of how schools across Pennsylvania are going above and beyond what most would see as the basic classroom academics. If your school is doing something innovative, we'd love to hear about it. Perhaps uh, we'll use it in a future episode. Simply send us an email at keyedradio at psba.org. That brings us to the end of another episode. Listen and subscribe to Keystone Education Radio's podcast through your favorite podcast app or online at keyedradio.org. Thanks for joining us. The views and opinions expressed on the Keystone Education Radio podcast are solely the views and opinions of our guests and do not reflect the views and opinions of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. Thank you.